man, your lawn looks so great. And then I just watched. Ooh, are you ready for some Frasier? So and another TV show. <laughs> Satchel Frasier, Satchel, Satchel Frasier. Satchel Frasier, Satchel Frasier. Sideshow Frazier, I'm Steve Shackelford, one of your hosts. I'm joined, as always, by a gentleman who today is wearing a Santa Claus shirt in the middle of April, I believe. This is an all-year-round Santa Claus uh, shirt, though. Look, it works all year. It's creepy. It works all It's supposed to be creepy. It works all year. I'll describe it. It's Santa Claus, and he's pointing at his eyes uh, as you would if you were like, like a I serial got my, killer like, yeah like a serial killer like, i got my eyes on you mm-hmm. don't mess with me i got my i'm watching you and that's what it says it says watching do you think santa claus that particular one has ever done any hard time this definitely look he's got a teardrop tattoo that's what i feel like i was like that santa claus looks mean he doesn't yeah. look jolly at all this is to intimidate my children yeah. so that they know that <laughs> be good or else what message is it just year round you're like hey all right here's what i'm gonna do yeah. i'm gonna come in hot and <laughs> i'm gonna remind them santa claus is watching your ass at all times all times hey it's in the song he watches you while you're sleeping while you're you know you know doing, you're doing your business you're not wrong it is in the song that he is you know he sees you when you're sleeping <laughs> he knows all, when you're awake he knows when you're awake so creepy man yes. so this shirt is a gentle reminder uh to all <laughs> in the off season that santa claus is a rapist mm-hmm. basically it's it's i mean this is what I holds guess society he's just, together yeah he's just more the surveillance he's like a voyeur yeah he's into like watching he is he just likes to watch <laughs> it's a creep yes it's kind of creepy you're right that's why i wear it and it says watching that is weird yeah that's why because I, I saw it and i was like i gotta have that it's pretty gross or maybe barbara bought it for me i'm not sure but it's uh it's a good solid shirt that i wear a lot somebody's watching me yeah that's i like it. that we didn't harmonize there good job thanks all your training and that's what we get no. years of collegiate training <laughs> and harmonious and and, and then you have to try to match my flat ass. Yeah, I don't. Right. I don't uh, try too hard. Well, uh, hello. This is Sideshow Frasier. Uh, if you've never listened before, it's a podcast about Frasier and another show from the same broadcast week in history. It's hosted by me, Steve Shackelford, and Jordan Wilson over there. This week we are doing uh, the episode of Frasier from uh 1994 mm. it's episode 15 and it's you can't tell a crook by his cover so i can imagine it's you can't judge a book, book. by his i was like it's kind of sweaty yeah i was like it's kind of a sweaty i'm glad that one didn't go over your head it didn't go over my head it was just why wasn't it you can't judge a crook by his cover you can't tell a crook See, that's the thing with i was play. like that's, that's a the weird... thing it's just a little bit more of a looser play on words it's in the name steve it is but it just seems sweatier maybe they knew what they were doing i guess it does seem sweaty <laughs> it's like why couldn't it be judged like <laughs> you can't judge a crook by his cover i don't know does he you kind of struggled through that it's a little bit too much of a mouthful you got the j sound it, so you would get the foul sound to from judge sound. to tell yeah. instead of can't tell a can't crook. tell you can't know? judge a crook you can't judge i mean well i guess not yeah it's like i don't know it's, it's too whatever. meaty 
And our sideshow this week is the critic. It is meaty. Um, <laughs> it's a good word. Perf- perfect adjective for it. Uh, our, this week's sideshow is the critic. It's the pilot of the critic featuring and starring John Lovitz. Yes. One of America's finest Lovitz. Uh, so in this episode of Frasier, what happened after uh, Roz is scammed by a street con Frazier claims to always be able to spot a criminal, so Martin challenges him to a test. Several of his friends will come over to play cards, including one ex-convict. Frazier wins the challenge, dear God, if he can spot the con. All right, we open this episode here, very oddly, at KACL again. (laughs) It's pretty much where we open every episode. I've always got like a scene breakdown. I'm like, here we are. K-A-C-L. But this time, Marty's there. You ever bring your dad to your job? Oh. uh, Nope. Don't think I have. (laughs) Well, I mean, you work from home. Certainly he's come over to your home. Oh, yeah. he's Of course he's come over to my home. He'd come over to a piano recital ever when you were uh, teaching with the the kiddies? Nope. Don't think so. I don't, maybe, maybe they came once, like when I first started, but like it was, you know, a few cities away. So, have you ever come up to the driving range, old Hank Ranky? Maybe. I don't think so. You worked there with me. You remember him coming up? <laughs> no, I don't. What if my dad walked in and was like, one large bucket of balls? <laughs> That's please. what I was going to say. I was like, I don't remember your dad <laughs> being much of a golfer. Dad, actually. you going to hit some balls, Brad? <laughs> maybe hit those batting cages. You go hit those batting cages and play some putt putt. Uh, no, I don't believe so, actually. I don't think so. I, I mean, I went with my dad to work when I was a child. Yeah, that's what I feel like. I was like, okay, but I guess the reverse here has taken place. So Frazier's like, all right, we had lunch. Hey, old man, come down to the studio sure. with me. He gave him the tour. Gave him the tour. Marty comes into the studio and just starts futzing with stuff <laughs> immediately. Does. That's one of the greatest things, too, at the beginning of that scene where he's like, starts to touch the, the control board and he's like, don't touch that! Yeah, it, 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 <laughs> well, what does it do? I don't know! Yeah, doesn't Roz told me never to touch it. <laughs> and that's probably smart. I think that's the way a lot of uh, radio hosts operate. They're like, just give them one big button and don't tell them how to do anything else. You've got cough and call buttons. That's yeah, it. Exactly. You get to talk about, yeah, if you can control callers. Sometimes <laughs> you can, sometimes you can't. We've seen Frazier control him when yeah, he worked he by himself him. on Christmas. Yes. Yeah. He can. Poor guy did work alone on Christmas. Yeah. He wore that sweatshirt. Had a turkey dinner or something, though. I can't remember. He should have had th- this image on his sweatshirt. He had a turkey log. Yeah, that image there, that creepy Santa. <laughs> I can hardly do this podcast. I'm just, I'm so taken aback. And this guy's watching <laughs> I me. I knew that this shirt would upset you. That's why I the mean, it, it, has, it has thrown me off my game. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, I can tell you're just staring at it. Just, <laughs> and I was like, turn around and stare out the I, window. Well, it's hard to make eye contact with two people at once. <laughs> and that one's constantly got his fingers up to his eyes. Yes, I knew this shirt would upset you. <laughs> Terrible. I'm so, I'm so glad this is working. Jordan Wilson's patent distraction shirts that he's now selling hey would you like to distract your fellow podcast hosts by these shirts it's just creepy images uh so marty says he's gonna stay for the show all right okay uh they head over to ross's booth uh, so he's hanging out and ross for some reason asks frazier for 10 bucks yeah she doesn't have it she doesn't have money doesn't have it. Yeah. Starts to go into how she got conned and stuff like that. <laughs> Reg- 
regardless of the con, we'll don't detail. Give your, don't give your your last that's ten what bucks. I, that's, that's what I say. Is like regardless of a con, you're an adult. You can't just be like, hey, I'll I'll count on Fraser to hook me up with a ten spot here. Like <laughs> you tell the con guy, like, no, man, I've only got ten bucks. It's my last I, ten bucks. Yeah, nothing I can do, buddy. I uh, want to know. They said it was like an Australian consulate that he was trying to get to. I want to know if that guy had a good Australian voice. I don't know if he had a good one. Yep. That's great. That's best Australian. That's the best Australian accent that I've ever heard coming out of an American's mouth. Oh, I don't know about all that. Man. I think I've lost it already. I, feel I lost like, it. I feel like I am I don't have anything on left. my way down under, buddy. I ate a kangaroo once. Man. Say, I see you've played knifey spoony before. I see I see Santa Claus. God damn it. There, I mean, I just can't stop. He's you, want to, you want me to pop off my shirt? I'll just pop it off. And that would be best. Um, be <laughs> actually, just get some tape. Like, get some duct tape and put it over his eyes. Like, <laughs> I don't know. He's creeping me out. You crunch it up a little bit like this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look that. at that. <laughs> Blast your nips. I like no, that. I mean, yeah. <laughs> exactly. A nip dimple right there. Kim's I like room. it. It's really good. Now it looks like he's just shoving his fingers into the nose. This is not a visual media. It's all right. It's okay. <laughs> looks beautiful. Uh, anyway, um, so Roz details the scam. Like you mentioned, it was some dude who says, hey, I need 10 bucks to take a cab because yeah. somebody took my wallet. And it's a typical I, scam. Yeah, I need to get down to the Australian consulate. So... Marty kind of stops her in between each one of those steps and kind of knows what's going to come next because sure. he's heard this scam before, which prompts Frazier to scold Roz like an a-hole, <laughs> like he typically is here. You know, how he does he does quite a bit of scolding in this episode. Actually, he does some more to to Daphne later on. Frazier's an ass. <laughs> Niles was a little bit better in this episode, I'll admit, um, about his creepiness. Uh, <laughs> but Frazier's an ass in this one. I agree. Uh, so um, Marty does try to comfort Roz a little bit by saying, "Hey, you know, I'm an old guy. Even I get fooled every now and then because sure. these people are very good. Yeah, he was Even, like, I, I was a I was a cop for thirty years yeah. and I still get scammed. Right, they're very good. Uh, but Frazier indicates he would he could spot a scammer instantly. Yeah, he could he could always tell because of his. Did he say incredible intellect for it, or just lifelong training? Of yeah, psychiatric like, training. He he's, he can read people very easily and I, can tell. Yeah, it's like I feel like he boasted not only his education but his God-gifted talents throughout this episode. Where I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah. you know, he thinks he's something exceptionally special to the game of reading people." You see, sometimes when people have advanced degrees, they like to remind <laughs> you that they have advanced degrees a lot. Some people, some of them, some people. I'm sorry I do that to you. Um, uh -huh. And you're exactly what I'm talking about. You went and you took all those online courses and became a doctor, and now you think you're a badass. Well, I'm a, a very specific kind of doctor. It's a doctor about people who are missing ankle hair, and it's, uh, it's a long training. I'm not going to lie to you. It's long. It was like, what, an eight-hour course? <sighs> eight and a half. Mm. 
but soon that we're going to find so a taxing. cure for ankle alopecia. I assure you, <laughs> it will get solved in my lifetime. <laughs> it is like an alpaca. <laughs> Did that guy's eyebrow just fall off? Sidebar, mm. sidebar. I mm. you want to go to the bar? Went this this past weekend. I went to Arbuckle Wilderness for the first time in my life. Uh huh. <sighs> okay. So here's the here's the rub. When we were kids. Back in the nineties, back in ninety four, in ninety four, right around the time that this this episode aired, Arbuckle Wilderness, uh, for those that don't know, is in Oklahoma. We live in Texas, so it's a little short jig jog up north, and it was a place where you drive through, and the, the, you are in your car, and the animals. There's probably places like this all over. Animals come up to your car, and you feed them, right? Well. Back in its heyday in 94, boy, it had uh, a lot of advertising. The place was probably pristine. It was amazing. Now, in 2023, it is quite run. It's on its last legs, buddy. Really bad. And the poor animals are just surly. There was mostly just goats. Like, okay. It was mostly just goats and, and, and like ponies and like, which was great. And there was a crap ton of ostriches. Oh, and, and there was one, you know, there was like one water buffalo. There was one rhinoceros. There was one. What's I'm, a water buffalo? It's just a big ass cow. Just a gigantic. Is cow. it always in water? No, it just that's a oh. name. Okay. Yeah. Is it like super furry? Yeah, it's kind of shagged. Okay. It's kind of shagged out. It's like a big shaggy cow that like. Uh, I like those. Yeah. I mean, it was cool. Trust me. It was cool. It was neat. But the roads were all busted up. <laughs> like it was and I was in my minivan. And like my son was asleep and like he woke up and he's a year and a half old and he like woke up and I opened the window the second that he woke up and an ostrich stuck its fucking head in there and like right in his uh-huh. face. And he was like, it's <laughs> like, incredible. Freaked him out. But um. You know, it was my first time at Arbuckle Wilderness, and it was awesome. It was not what I thought it was going to be, but it was still equally cool. Those animals, by the way, when you because they give you a little Pepsi cup filled with like these like wood chips that you feed them, (laughs) and uh, Pepsi sponsorships, dude. There was Pepsi cups everywhere, and I was like, man, people drop these Pepsi cups like crazy. No, 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 they take them. They yeah, they aggressively grab the cup and <laughs> yes. rip it out of your hand. Yep, <laughs> and I was all not get, expecting man. that. And a horse tried to bite my daughter. Uh, and I mean, it was probably my fault because it was behind a fence, and I just pulled real close to the fence, and then it stuck its head through, and it like <laughs> almost took her hand off. And I was Jordan like, CPS I was listens like, no, to this I was every like, no week. No more, no more of that. No more pulling close. To the oh, fences. that's good. That's good. Yeah, pull back now, <laughs> yeah. White Knight. Yeah. Uh, so it was an experience. Um, so did you feel like it was a scam or was it worth the cash? It was a scam. <laughs> that's kind of what <laughs> I think. An absolute scam. Uh, that's, that's often my experience with those things. Yeah. There's a couple of things where you're like, all right, well, the kids halfway enjoyed it, but to me, this Dude, felt like a massive Our total scam. was like 75 bucks, and it was like, okay, if you're charging $75 for like four adults and like a couple of children to go through this and you get three cups of feed and these animals look like this, somebody's skinning off the top. Somebody's skimming some muns, some some dollars off the top because there's no way that those animals because they they're high dollar talent. You got to pay those animals big. I mean, they have you talked to their agents lately? Mm. Those ostriches have a pretty powerful union. (laughs) The ostrich union of Oklahoma. Uh huh. I've heard of it. 
they they don't walk out the door for less than 500 an hour so it's the ostriches taking all the bread well pretty much i guess that makes sense that's what happens so that, well, was, that sounds that was like my a, weekend, that sounds yeah. like a lovely uh time i've never done the drive-through safari yeah but the idea of a water buffalo really does intrigue me because I don't know that I see those in Texas all the time. I see ostrich farms. Sure. I think I've driven by those. Sure. Water buffalo. Yeah. There was a camel and a, and a giraffe. Yeah. I think I've ridden a camel once you at rode like a Scarborough Fair years ago or something. Really? They're doing camel rides at Scarborough <laughs> Fair now. They did years ago. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they had camels back then. That's how they got Didn't around. Didn't know that the camel was uh, was a, a staple of what medieval are you about? culture. They could get to the desert from back there. What are you talking about? It's not like it's an American camel. We brought them over here, I'm pretty sure. Or not we. Somebody else brought them over here. That's one of the major misrepresentations of modern day, you know, study of medieval culture is that it's look, not horses. Look it's up camels. where the camel was invented. Okay. When did they invent I'm the gonna, camel? I'm, I am absolutely going to Google just that. I'm, sure it's, I'm sure it's Africa. Yes. Where, where was the camel invented? <laughs> North America. God. Dang it. The camel family originated in North America were fossils of many different kinds of camel prototypes. Prototypes. Oh, my God. See? (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Prototypes. Are they talking about camel cigarettes? Why did they call it prototypes? I don't know. I'm not a scientist, but I'm proven wrong again on this podcast. A terrible blow to my... I don't accept this answer. (laughs) Exactly. To my my camel knowledge ego. Pretty sure Google is lying to everybody now. A clearly exposed gap in my game here. Mm. Uh, so Marty challenges Frazier to a competition. He says, Hey, I've got uh, three people coming over, uh, two cop or two of these people are cops. One of them did time. So an ex con here, Frazier has to identify the convict as we mentioned kind of up top, but this is how it's going to shake down poker game. Two of these people are cops, one convict. So this was a nice episode where you got kind of a little mystery because we as the audience don't know the answer sure. here either. So for the first half of the episode, you're like, all right, what's going on? I don't know what the result is here necessarily. Let's see what happens. It's kind of like a reality TV show where you have to figure out who the killer is or whatever. It's exactly like Real Housewives. <laughs> so then we go to <laughs> Fraser's apartment. <laughs> Marty is setting up his poker table while Daphne complains that uh, Eddie needs a bath. So that's a fun little uh, like running storyline throughout this episode is that uh, Eddie smells. Yeah, and Eddie's stinky <laughs> and Daphne's trying to catch him. <laughs> Throw that freaking kid or that dog in the tub. Uh, but for some reason, they can't say the word bath because I can't remember what happens. Does he just get all scared and runs away? I, he probably just goes and hides. Yeah, they probably there was a joke. I just can't remember it off the top of my head. So Linda, Jimmy, and Frank show up to play poker. They get there pretty quick. So I'm like, all right, we're getting along with the mystery here. There's no setup with Niles or anything crazy like that. And uh, Marty let them all know about the bet. So they walk in knowing. They're like, all right, your old man told us about the bet, kid. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's what uh, Frank drops on him or something like that. You think you can figure it out? (laughs) You think you're better than me? <laughs> <laughs> so, Frazier lets him know, uh, hey, well, I will be asking you all questions throughout the night. I expect you to answer truthfully. So basically, don't deceive me or right, whatever. Right. This is a, hey, if you want me to honestly win this game, you can't just tell me you were 
studying abroad somewhere when actually you were in prison for 10 years, essentially. Yeah. Wasn't so, there a game show that had a similar concept back in the day? To Tell the Truth yeah, yeah. was kind of similar. Um, but what I, was the one that Frank Abagnale Jr. was on? I believe that was To Tell the Truth, and I think that was... Was the exact same concept? I thought there was maybe two people lying and one person that was the actual. Oh, that, that's right. Okay, yeah, that's what it is. And There's... so it was like three actors or two actors that were trying to do a good job at being. You know, with Fraser setting up those rules, he could have just been like, "Are you him? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Are you him? And you must then, answer. You well, must tell the I, truth. I think at that point you've uh, it's like clue. Once you put your guess in, you're like, all right, well the game is over. Yeah, you've put in true. your guess. You're done. Uh, so. Um, Jimmy mentions the uh, square feet of the apartment. So Jimmy's uh, kind of bald guy. He's got a beard and he looks pretty well dressed. Interesting. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fraser uh, immediately piques his interest and uh, says, "Hey, you know, it's odd that you mentioned the square footage of uh, the space we're in. Almost as if you've been." In a confined area for a long periods. See, of that's time. not where my head would have gone. My head would have gone like, uh, it seems like you're casing the joint. Okay, you know what I mean. Like it would have been more of that 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 line of thought as opposed to like because you were in a small space. Okay, like, I, I remember Gino and Easy Dog casing the joint. Oh, <laughs> so man. I agree with you. I am always worried about people casing the joint for sure. Nobody knows that story, but <laughs> can't go into too can't much about too Gino much and Easy Dog, unfortunately. I, they, yeah, who knows who they could be kingpins at this point. Who knows? And they could be listening they, right now, so I'm not going to incriminate Gino and Easy Dog's New Year's. They know Eve crime. We, they know we know about it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They probably still remember. We were those kids that those knew who they were, and we hooked them up with golf tokens. And then one day they robbed that's that place. Right. We're they, a friend of the cartel because of that. They robbed John Manuel cold. I know they. Did. <laughs> ice cold, which man. is ballsy because john manuel is <laughs> like six foot nine i i guess they were just committed to that night um so gino and easy dog robbed this place we went uh or we worked at for a while and we just thought they were nice guys yeah. that just kept coming in we all the time they were just drug dealers <laughs> well yeah pretty much we we're like oh these guys are getting into golf they look like not the typical dudes that come in here oh no sure we'll treat them nice you know like why not you know let's expand the game of golf yeah and they're then... asking some interesting questions about our accounting and... <laughs> <laughs> i don't know that that was taking place as much hey, how much you uh, how much you pull in here every day <laughs> you're right they were um commonly asking how much uh, to the dollar, like when do you make your deposits? Uh, what are your annual yeah. year over year? I returns? just thought it was small talk. I, yeah, it's a guy. I just thought they were buffs into uh, accounting and finance as yeah. well. So you he know, did ask for the QuickBooks password. Yeah, you're right. I was like, oh, I don't even know how to use QuickBooks. Doug tells me <laughs> how to do all that. I'm sorry, I'm not the man you want to look for, but I can give you free tokens, or I know a guy who can give you some Quiznos. <laughs> uh, so. Then one night, yeah, Gino and Easy Dog, New Year's Eve. I'm pretty sure, like the night before. I think New it was Year's New Year's Eve. Eve. Yeah, John Manuel, the like most giant iron giant looking dude I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, and listeners, when I say six foot nine, I might even be underestimating. It's this true. dude is a massive. He is a giant. We're both friends with him on Facebook. Yeah, that's true. I think he's in accounting or something. This and probably spooked him into accounting. That's probably true. <laughs> he's like, all right, I gotta, I gotta make sure I protect my money because one time Gino and Easy Dog <laughs> came in they and robbed, robbed me. me. It's tough. 
Uh, but yeah, they came in and I don't know if they flashed a weapon at him or what. Uh, probably. I have no idea. But they definitely came in and took took all the cash. Hey, and maybe that's why it was good for us to be nice to them. Maybe they were like, no. Can't go in their shift. Well, yeah, exactly. I like those guys. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go hassle those dudes. They've been kind of cool. But that John Manuel guy, he didn't give me free tokens that one time. No. So fuck that. <laughs> not guy. a single token. <laughs> That's right. Not a single free round of mini golf. He was too into accounting. John Manuel was playing the books too tight, unfortunately. He's a good, he was a good boy. He was a good employee, so we were happily giving out free tokens to randos who could give me quiznos. Man, I don't think about those days enough. <laughs> uh so uh, then we get back to the party here. Daphne is for some reason working this party. This did confuse me where I was like, again, I know she's a live-in therapist and she handles the home, but she seems like she has to work an awful lot of events that yeah. would fall outside of her scope of work. She kind of evolved into like the chief stewardess of the house. Yeah. How much is he paying this woman? Like, it, it has to be a significant amount. I mean, I guess he's paying for her lodging, but still. Yeah. I mean, if she gets if she gets a salary on top of being able to live there without having to, like, provide rent for living there, then that's a sweet gig. I guess, but you have to live with Frasier. Yeah. And provide therapy services yeah. to Marty's weird hip. Yeah. So, yeah, Fraser starts standing around the table, just watches as the poker game unfolds. He He's observing everything these three guests are saying. When uh, Linda mentions Daphne's attractive appearance, Fraser leans in and says, Oh, maybe a woman's prison could have uh, tempted you to notice someone of the same... Uh, same gender as yourself to long for them. I can't remember exactly how he phrases it, um, but to the maybe it pulled you to the side of desiring females. <laughs> like okay, Fraser, it's a so big leap there, Fraser. It is a big leap, um, but I applaud Fraser for really trying to just dig in with what little information he has, because <laughs> he's not been given much. He's like they're just gonna sit down and play poker. Crap. Uh, so he just observes. And then he he tries to goad him out of it with uh with saying hey we could uh we could use some music does anyone play the harmonica <laughs> good line big fan of that line so uh, stupid it is very stupid it's like he's just referencing does anybody happen to have a Jew harp okay in yeah, your pocket yeah exactly like, <laughs> I mean most, that's a prison instrument no? yeah like a <laughs> except the, just the most cliche prison stuff you're like all right Frazier watching movies or I guess maybe that's what he's read about in books that like that's a popular instrument in uh, prison systems across the United States <laughs> Uh, so his his only knowledge of prison comes from like Bugs Bunny cartoons or something. That like. might be true, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so we cut to later in the night. Daphne's still working the party. Uh, Frank is uh, losing at poker. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy helps Daphne clean up and uh, heads into the kitchen with her. Yeah, he does. Um, so I guess Daphne's making coffee for everyone. Uh, Frank is admiring Fraser's coffee table. And then uh, comments on the Lalik and Steuben crystal there. So that's where, like, Frank's just standing there. And Frazier goes over to Martin and he's like, oh, Frank's an interesting character, isn't he? You know, could be a, a solitary man who keeps to himself. Maybe not a, 
of higher status. And then he picks up the crystal and knows the brand of Lalique and Steuben. And, yeah. you know, that's a good little gag where now Fraser's like, fuck, I don't know, like, man. You know? How is this dude? Yeah. yeah, exactly. He's He got nothing really from Jimmy. Um, See, what Fraser is forgetting is there's different levels of prison. There's, you know, minimum to maximum security and minimum security prisons for like everyday schmucks that like <laughs> do something to get them thrown into the clink for, you know, 18 months or something because they evaded taxes or embezzled money or something. You're, so You're right. Um, that's what those like. That's what uh, Aunt Becky went to. Right. Yeah. One of those. Uh, they probably had tennis courts and, and swimming pools there. Has she got? She went to prison, right? Lori Lawson. Sure, yeah, yeah. I know one of the celebrities did for sure. I can't remember which. Now, what one. was her her infraction? Was that she like bribed people? Was she bribing? That's right. She was part of a larger uh, college admission scandal. I'm pretty sure. Or were they where, just slipping money or something? Yeah, they were paying kind of like middlemen. Uh, I forget who the exact person was, but they were like paying a middler to help them get into college by whatever means necessary and whether mm. that was getting a proctor for or not a proctor but getting somebody to take an exam for oh, you okay or um faking photos like photoshopping photos of somebody on a rowing team yep. to qualify for a scholarship when there was no rowing team at the school they were at okay uh seems know. like that would be easy to check out but yeah but colleges are busy it's like yeah. one admissions person they just see it on there and they're like oh yeah you're applying and the check clears and you came through and you've got the test scores and stuff so like they that they were just stacking the numbers yeah yeah, and so I forget what it was called. Actually, I do remember what it's called. It was called Operation Varsity Blues. It's incredible. <laughs> um, so uh, I don't want your life. So I'm pretty sure Felicity Huffman was one of the people who's married to William H. Macy. Yeah. I think Lori Laughlin was one. Oh. And then there was other people that weren't high-profile actors and actresses. Like It was a lot of people, I think, that this guy was working with or these middlemen middle people were working with there to kind mm. of facilitate this grift or this scheme to and it doesn't look good when you're a celebrity i guess so no but they want their kids to get into good schools yeah. and they're like my kid's not gonna make the grades man and they've got no extracurriculars they suck they're i wonder if she's i wonder how uh, how that's gonna affect her if she comes out I think she was already out. Wow. Uh, the jail time I think for that kind of stuff like was like 12 days. No. 12 days? Yeah, a oh. lot of times. I mean, because these are financial crimes. It wasn't like insider trading. Like Martha Stewart did longer because I believe that was insider trading. She so she did a little longer. Uh, 18 months or something. Yeah, like if you're manipulating the stock market. and yeah. Or not paying you know, your taxes. Right. Mike, the situation from Jersey Shore, he went to prison. <laughs> Really? Yeah, he's he evaded taxes. His brother, stupid brother, um, like convinced him to not pay his taxes, and he owed like a crap ton of back taxes or something. Got sentenced to like he got he got like eighteen months, I think. He he served like twelve months or like a year. So yeah, he went to prison. But he had abs when he came out, though, right? Oh, I mean, he had abs before he went in, bro. This is Mike. The situation we're talking about. We're talking about Mike. Do you see? (laughs) I know. Santa is always watching. Well, sorry, I was just checking out your abs, and I'm like, God damn it, there's Santa Claus again. (laughs) Like, I couldn't help myself. I'm like, there he is. This shirt has superpowers. Watching me again. (laughs) GD Santa Claus. So the situation evaded some taxes, but he's out out now. Yeah, he's out. And he, like, before he went to prison, he, he, like, got 
got clean because he was he he did some nefarious stuff for a <laughs> okay. while. Okay, and uh, yeah, turn he was just acting a fool and <laughs> seriously, and but he turns life around. Uh, and I'm very proud of Michael Sorrentino because hats off. Yeah. Thanks. That adds off to that, the situation. A, a clap to Michael Sorrentino. That's right. I, got married. He's a he has a kid now. He got married to his like high school sweetheart. So it's great. Oh, well, great. Good, uh, good Cinderella situation. Cinderella story. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what they call. There's got to be some clever name to call the baby. My Barbara and I were talking about that in the car the other day. Like, what what is Mike going to call the baby? Because I think the baby's either just born or about to be born. I don't know. Or it's like two years old. It's one of those. <laughs> I don't have a good name for the situation. I'm sorry. Because they used to, you know, they they do because they they called him like the snitchuation and stuff because he like he like dimed on another guy that he was doing the tax evasion with and the tax evasion. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, um, those guys make a lot of money. So I mean, that's you know, Polly D is a is a, like a he's a gazillionaire. Okay, what are their talents exactly? Polly yeah. D is a DJ. Okay, well that that's fine. And he's like a legit DJ. Yeah, that's too. the thing. I was like, that's a talent that yeah. you can work towards and build on. Yeah. I didn't know much about the situation. I'm sorry. Well, the situation like all everybody else except for like some of the girls, they have like their own. You know, like Snooki, she's got her own like makeup and stuff like that. But that's what you do when you're like a some yeah, wild like, celebrity. Exactly. I remember. Yeah, them moving into fashion yeah. or makeup brands, and that's fine. Yeah. That's not. I mean, that's a marketing. Move. Stop looking at the Santa business. Claus. I'm, <laughs> I'm looking past the Santa Claus. That's the thing. I've learned to look through him. I'm looking just away from you. You're. I've I've learned to make my eyes move outwards. Look so over here. They actually can't see anything anymore. You know, like it's a clockwork orange thing where That's now they just stay open, incredible. but they're spread to the side. Unreal. Oh my gosh. So we get back to Frazier's apartment, Linda. She won the poker game. Great job, Linda. Fantastic. She learned it in prison. <laughs> I don't know about that, she Jordan. She to play cards in the, in the clink. But the game is over, which means it's finally time for Frazier to reveal his conclusion. Frazier picks Frank. No. And he's wrong. <laughs> Marty tells him Frazier is a highly decorated undercover cop. Yeah. So that would explain why he looks a little gruff, a little like he might be cool with solitude or whatever. Yeah, whatever right. Frazier was saying. Frank's earlier. an undercover investigator or cop. Then Frazier says, oh, I should have known then you threw a gender bender at me to confuse me. It's the lesbian. <laughs> it's the lesbian Linda. <laughs> They're like, no. no. And so he quickly says, all right. Jimmy, of course, like, yeah, great job. You're right. Of course, there's no other option left. Great job, for uh-huh. sure. Uh, so we find out Jimmy's the jailbird, and he even picked Frazier's wallet while he was there. Yeah, so that did. was very nice of him. Yeah. No, is it, was his wallet or his watch? Was it his watch? I don't remember. I thought he handed him. He's like, you're going to need this. Maybe it's his wallet. Uh-huh. So then the gang leaves, and... uh you know, Frazier's beside himself. He's like, I don't know how it happened. I mean, the guy seems like such a nice guy. Nose, toes, watch wallet. Okay, yeah. Nose, toes, watch wallet. Sorry, I just had to do that. <laughs> I don't... You never heard that? Apples and... Uh, you went to Catholic school. You don't know that? Uh, Nose, toes, watch wallet. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I learned it on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Father, son... Holy ghost. Holy spirit or ghost? You can say either one. You can say spirit. Can ghost you say, is one syllable, the, so happens, I like the one syllable. What happens if you go father, son, holy moly? Uh, what happens I, then? 
Straight to hell. (laughs) (laughs) You're fucking doomed, man. But that's fine. I gave up long ago. I know I'm hanging out down there. But I mean, like, there's no shot. They're like, all right, man. So eventually you're like, all right, just wallow in it. It's fine. I said that the other day, too. I I laughed at something that was highly inappropriate to laugh at, but it was funny to me. And I was like, it doesn't matter. I'm going to hell anyway. You shouldn't laugh when old ladies fall over. That's not nice. I... so I don't know why I'm going to talk about this, but when I was in college, I saw. <laughs> now, let me preface this. I did offer and render aid. Okay, everybody. I did help. Was this a butt chugging incident? I was, I was walking from I was walking from the music building to some other building uh, or, or to uh, another building to skip class. I don't know. And I saw a person. This is in San Marcos, which is quite hilly. And this is a quite a hilly campus. And I saw a person on an electric. an electric wheelchair and they were going up a hill and then they stalled out they got stopped and i was sitting there and the person was like help 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 like that Uh i sat and i giggled for a little while before i did go then render aid and push them up the rest of the way of the hill by the way i did but i laughed and giggled i am shocked right now i am not laughing in any way shape or form i am shocked it was funny. You helped them, right? They weren't they rolling backwards. They weren't going to okay. fall back. They were just stuck and they were just loudly <laughs> exclaiming. <laughs> to, and I was the only person around. Help! Help me! I mean, in hindsight, it's funny. At the time, it was funny, it was funny at the time, Steve. All I right. promise. <laughs> I I apologize to anyone out there who's ever experienced that exact situation, but yeah, it was mildly funny for Jordan to witness. So yes, that's why we're going straight to hell. It's fine. It's all right. I apologize. So yeah, um, what was it? Uh, nose, crotch, ankle, and watch. Mm-hmm. It was nose, toes, watch, wallet. Nose, toes, watch, wallet. But don't you switch the watch? Based on what, like, I think handedness Larry, Larry it is? David made a joke about it. He was like, well, I wear my wallet on my left side. <laughs> That's what he said. Like, that doesn't seem ironclad. Yeah. Well, I don't think anybody really cares. You just memorize it and go. Yeah. You figure it out. Muscle memory, that shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, Daphne uh, then finds out uh, by Marty, okay, hey, so Jimmy's a jailhouse snitch, but he was super nice. Daphne's like, oh, wait, hold on a second now. That guy's a convict because when we went to the kitchen earlier, he totally asked me out for tomorrow night. Yeah. So Jimmy going right for the score there. Like, hey, uh, Marty invited me over here. You're pretty hot. Want to go out tomorrow night? 90s were wild. He does not seem like the type of dude that Daphne would have been like, sure. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go on a date. Oh, that was <laughs> nice. Oh, real lovely. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank Did you get that clip that I sent you the other day? Oh, yeah. oh lovely. Did you get that clip that I sent you the other day? I texted no. you a clip of that, that old lady. That old woman. No. That Burped on on when she was she was like a police commissioner. <laughs> no, I was, did not get that. Where and when did you send it to me? I don't want to get that. I gotta play it now. Hang on, keep talking about. Please don't man. play it right now. Oh, you're Dude, gonna think it's hilarious. Though. I will not think it's hilarious. It's gonna make you laugh so hard. I anyway, Marty, I'm moving on. <laughs> Marty is furious um, that Daphne agreed to go on a date. Tells her you you know so the script has flipped now. Marty's all t- even though Jimmy's a nice guy, he tells Daphne to cancel. He says, "Hey, young lady, you canceled this crap. Good Lord, no!" 
Wait, what is this? Wait, 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 wait. Is this is the worst quality shit, ever. Wait, wait, wait. No. We're getting a, excuse me, a slight increase. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there goes half our audience. This is a Frasier podcast. It's a weird energy today, folks. <laughs> it's a weird, it's weird it's energy. Damn today. Santa Claus. He ruined everything. <laughs> All right, we're back. We're back in this. I swear, we're gonna reset here. Uh, so Marty is furious at all of this. Tells Daphne to cancel, and uh, Fraser's taken Daphne's side. Uh, he's like, "Hey, man, this guy's uh, paid his debt to society here. Let uh, let Daphne go hook up with the dude or whatever. I don't know that he puts it so bluntly." Um, he asks Martin if he believes in second chances, and uh, Martin says he did until they had Niles, which is a pretty <laughs> sick burn on his own kid <laughs> he's like all right man <laughs> like, i hope dude i would imagine that because like how far how they're what three years apart four years apart maybe are they kind of i i thought about that as well too santa uh where i was like all right how far apart <laughs> how far apart are they because uh, how would the hell would they know that fraser was such a hoity-toity let down yeah. to marty and marty's like now wishing like oh we're pregnant again like oh god please let it be like you know the son that i that i thought i would have i <laughs> guess is the best way to put that it's a good joke but marty's an asshole <laughs> it's, a, it's a pretty a-hole joke i like it but it's you know oh my god <laughs> Sorry, I just puked on the mic. We haven't I'm done sorry. an episode in two weeks, and this is what we're dishing out for I people. I know, it's tough. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, so Daphne cuts in, reminds these two uh, that she's a grown-ass woman, and uh, calls Frazier and Marty hens, exits in the wrong direction. So that's pretty much how this scene ends, is a comedic Daphne like storming off to her room and going to the wrong room. Yes, which is a great exit. And you realize that as an audience, you know, as a watcher, you're like, well, wait a minute, <laughs> it's not where her room is. And then they make the punchline. Yeah. You would think that Daphne's not that dumb. Well, she's not dumb. She was just mad and she just wanted to walk away. She was in a blind rage. Yeah. They're lucky she didn't murder them. Yeah. That's how murders happen. That's true. I don't think there's a lot of English murderers. What? Jack the Ripper. I was going to say, what are you talking about? That was in like the 1800s. Good point. I think they've been clean since then. I can't think of, <laughs> I think, yeah, I can't think of any other ones. No. I saw some documentary about someplace like Dartmoor or someplace that's like a hardcore like that's fake. No, it was very real. Uh, hardcore like psychiatric hospital that holds a lot of uh, the most roughest, in, you know, murderers from England. Oh, yeah, English murderers. They give them all nicknames. So like, just like Jack the Ripper, it's like Sally the Slasher and like Sally. You know, we just have O.J. Simpson. Yeah, that's who we have. Yeah, the juice. And then we go to Nervosa. <laughs> Fraser and Niles order a decaf latte with skim milk. The barista yells out two gutless wonders, which mm. is a nice little... Uh, little zing. Yeah, a little zing by the long-haired barista. Mm -hmm. uh, so Niles is more than tickled at the idea that Fraser has been conversing with blue-collar convicts, which is, you know, just Niles being an a-hole, and you're like, all right. Elitist. But, elitist. There you go. That's a good way to put it. Um... But overall, he's pretty fine in this episode. I like the way he reacts here in a second. It's more funny than it is, like, creepy. Right. He's, he's often very creepy. Uh, but once Frazier tells Niles that, yeah, the guy was Jimmy and Daphne's going on a date with him tonight, 
Niles is just in, incensed, basically. He doesn't go into a rage. He more goes into like a motivational, we must rescue, as right. if she's a damsel in distress. He needs kind to of protect thing. her. Yeah, so it's more like, okay, this is. <laughs> This doesn't seem fueled by jealousy or eroticism as most of his come-ons do. This does seem to be from a place of protecting her from someone else Yeah, that's a convict. I don't think he would have reacted that way if he was just like, oh, she's going on a date with somebody from our building or something like that. Just some like, regular dude. Yeah, that would have been a more jealousy-fueled thing. A guy so. that went to prison for t- tax fraud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they don't know at this point what he went to prison for. Do they for. ever say? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I like to think he like double murder. Yeah. Uh, maybe. What would you go to jail for? Mm-hmm. Double murder? Triple murder? You know how extreme I am. <laughs> so probably like <clears throat> climbing up the so I'd be like one of those guys that like climbs up the side of a building oh. and like jumps off in like with a parachute. That's a pretty cool way yeah, to go. I'd be like one of those dudes. I'd drive, climb up to like the top of that green tower in downtown. I like it. Just jump off. I wonder what's a cool way like where you could go to jail by being on cheaters and stabbing Joey Greco, but still not kill Joey Greco. Damn. Like that would be a cool way to go to jail, right? Yeah, except or for like, the fact that you'd get a pretty hefty sentence for attempted murder. I mean, was it attempted murder? He yeah, came onto his you... boat. They confronted him on his boat, right? Yeah. If a dude that's comes tough. onto it's your in Texas, it's tough. That's what I'm saying. Like a guy came onto, his, and I'm not defending. No, the but man there are lawyers. Stabbed. There are lawyers that could be like, "Your Honor." Yeah, Your Honor. He was on his boat, and Joey Greco drove up to him on another boat. Right? I don't know. Does the boat matter? Because it wasn't like a big, big old bad, bad boat. It was. I mean, it was a little the, dinghy. What? <laughs> it's like a Joey rowboat. Greco on there. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't his boat because it was a rowboat, like on White Rock Lake. <laughs> <laughs> was it on White Rock Lake? I thought it was like Ray Hubbard, Lake Ray Hubbard, or Lewis. Who knows? But it was it was uh, it was like a small little rowboat. <laughs> the crew boat was much bigger. So does the size of the boat and 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 if he's just renting it for the hour, so that'd be cool to get to stab a man and like get taken downtown and but you know not go to jail. Did you just say that TV? would be cool to stab a man? Well, I mean, you know. Like, I mean, I'm afraid of heights, you know. <laughs> I guess so. I wouldn't that's be what like, you would choose if you got to go to prison. You'd stab somebody. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> that seems creepy. It seems Shakespearean, though, right? Yeah, it's kind of Caesar-esque for sure. Uh, but mm, salad. I mean, there's so many more ways that you could get. You know, that you could pert- you could live in the sewer as a ninja turtle for come a week. Set your yard that would on probably fire. No, no, no. Well, <laughs> in the right circumstances, it was a controlled burn <laughs> that produces a lot of carbon. Mm-hmm. So the burning, burning of the, of the, gra- I mean, that's how you clear, that's how you clear properly. And you, and you get, mm. you activate all those, mm. all that organic material. So <laughs> I was, I was trying to talk to about Steve warming up here before we started recording about my lawn. And he said that he, so Frazier literally joins in after he hears the barista <laughs> mention that he heard the Topaz room shut down after the last shooting there, which is where Daphne's going. Uh, so then they go to the Topaz room. It's a dank, dark, seedy dive. Daphne is playing pool, and a rando tries to take her money with a big bet. Huh. So Daphne, uh, we see that she's good at pool. Yeah. So oh, she's a shark. Is she? 
You're right. She is a shark. What does the term shark mean? Do you have to hustle people to be a shark or is that just when you're really good? I think technically it's when you're just really, really good. But okay. like if you're hustling people, then you get called. You're like, you're a pool shark. Yeah. If you hustle somebody. My dad <laughs> used to hustle people at the Christmas parties. <laughs> yep. He used to hand out hustlers at the Christmas party. Well, that was that was a di- when that I was, came around to the Christmas that's parties. That's tradition. Your dad was handing out penthouse hustlers. That's his tradition. That's like my uncle. That's like my tio on on Christmas with with tamales. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the same thing. Yes. Except it's my dad instead of tamales, it's Hustler magazine. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. He's guy. got such a he's got such a huge collection that he has to. <laughs> I'm just, glad you said collection. He has to. <laughs> <laughs> he has to hand them out. He's got to get rid of them. Mm-hmm. One time, my friend and I in eighth grade went to his family's lake house. Um, it was like a more like a they called it the camp. It was an interesting place. And downstairs was all like just this one, you know, little cabin. And then you go outside and you go up these stairs and there was an upstairs portion that just had like 15 beds in it. So they called it camp because everybody slept up there. You know what I mean? You get, you know, you sleep with every single person just all in different beds and then there was like this part on the porch that had these lockers and there was this huge collection of nudie magazines in them and we were in eighth grade and we stole me and my friend john stole like 15 of them and we oh in one of one of our bags you could like lift up the lining in the bottom and we shoved them all under there Uh uh-huh and i think i guess we either I think we got caught because the his <laughs> uncle. No, I know we got caught, but his, I think it was because his uncle called <laughs> his dad and was like, "Hey, man, uh, fifteen of my nudie magazines are missing," yeah. and, the, and we should have known because they were like, "He keeps a tight inventory." Yeah, they were like okay. in chronological order. Uh-huh. <laughs> they were collectors, I think. Uh-huh. But they had naked chicks in them, so we took them. Um, we had you to cost him, that man a million dollars. We had to give him back. We gave him back. We had to give him to his dad. <laughs> poor pages all stuck together. Yeah, we had uh, to give him to his dad. So Daphne clears the table and wins this dude's money due to her long <laughs> history of playing pool with her uh, brothers and fathers. So she's really good at pool. Then she leaves, goes to the restroom. Don't they call it snooker over there? Snooker. Snooker. I think so. I think so. I never remember Billiards British words. Snooker. I wish I knew British words, but they're just cool. And then they like go in and out of my Did head. you see how people are freaking out because they were rewatching the beat it video where Michael Jackson is in a pool hall and there's no holes because it's a different game. It's not pool. It's not billiards. It's a different game that's played on the same style of table without holes. I did not see that. Yeah. And so like it blew up on the internet last week, like on Reddit and shit. Okay. And people were like, Oh my God. Well, yeah. I was today years old when I figured this out. It's like, okay, well, it's, you know, and people were like, it's very simple. It's just a different game. <laughs> like there are pool tables that do not have holes. Yeah. There was always those pool tables that had those like pegs on top. Yeah, I never bumper knew pool, it. baby. That's a fun game. I would love to have a bumper pool table. It seems like such a waste. Can no, you no, no, pull no. the pegs off? No, no, no. You have to hit around the pegs and use the pegs as ricochet. It's fun. I mean, I don't doubt that it's fun. And then you have to like, make it through one little hole that's protected by two little pegs. But you can't play regular pool on it? No. Yes, that's what I mean by no, it's no, no. a waste. I mean, it's not a pool table. It's a bumper pool table. You can't play pool on a ping pong table either. It's a different game, son. I hate this podcast now. 
Yeah, this is a lot different. Why does <laughs> why does the bumper pool go very differently than? Can't you just like unscrew the peg somewhere? Can't they have like a flip sure. table? Like is they there do. one that flips? They have they have conversion. Okay, ones. that's what I was gonna say. I was like, that seems like such a waste of like if you fill up your like game room. No, with they have one ones, big ass. They have bumper ones that are, that are they're uh, air hockey to a ping pong table to a bumper pool table. All right, they all have right. The then I'm back in. Ones. Okay, then I'm back in. Those are cheap and that's, shitty, but that's. To have them. That's what I meant by waste of space. Yeah. Just like this podcast. <laughs> so I will not argue with you there. <laughs> I don't know who listens to this trash. <laughs> so Daphne's uh, uh comes into the topaz room. Uh or sorry, the Fraser and Niles come into the topaz room, but uh they don't see Jimmy anywhere. So they go over to the bartender and they're like, Hey man, um, have you seen this woman who came in here and Niles goes off with this very um, eloquent, verbose wording about how beautiful her hair she smells is. like strawberries? Yeah, exactly. Something about Devonshire and her artifice or evasion and all this kind of stuff. You're like, okay. Um, so that's what I mean. Far more romantic on this one. Like her eyes are filled, you know, all this kind of stuff. We're like, all right. He's not talking about how. He would like to see her in a short dress or, you know, he can't control himself when he thinks about her underwear. They probably started realizing that he was a little too sexual towards her at the the beginning. It was coming off creepy. That's what it felt like to me. I was like, oh, I haven't watched the first season like this in a while. He does come off pretty aggressive Mm -hmm. from the top. So, yeah, this one felt more pulled back. Uh, But bartender, he's all good. He gives a little shot at uh, (laughs) Fraser here. He's like, oh, yeah, Daphne can hold her own. Or that, uh, yeah, that woman's here. She came in with that Jimmy guy. Uh, but he left a while ago after he was trying to get her to, trying to put the moves on her or right. something. He's like, I always knew that guy was a bad dude. You can always tell when you see him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so inadvertently kind of sticks it to Frazier yeah. right there, which is a nice little twist of the knife. <laughs> All right, good job. Uh, but... Once he says, hey, that Daphne took care of her, or Daphne took care of Jimmy, dude's a bad dude, they're like, cool, we can leave now. Let's get out of here. She'll be mad if she sees us. So, end of episode. No more conflict. Seemingly. All right, Frazier and Niles go home. There's nothing left to do here, except, oh, wait, they bump into some street toughs Mm -mm. and said... A guy in like a cut-off denim vest jacket that like was clearly a a jean jacket a year ago, and he's like, "Fuck this, I'm taking him off." He <laughs> ripped it. He ripped it on a barbed wire fence or something. Damn right, he did. <laughs> he had to rip it off. <laughs> but he wasn't strong. He looked like me in a denim. It's <laughs> like I was like, "Who's this tiny little actor that got to play this?" Like Frazier could have thrown that guy around. Right? I was like, "All right." So they bump into this dude playing pool. And yeah, he said he had 200 bucks on the shot or whatever. And he's all ticked off that Frazier bumped him and screwed up the shot there. But yeah, the dude's tiny. Yeah. Threatens Frazier and Niles to a fight. He did have a big friend, though. He did have a big friend. He keeps saying he wants to pulp him, yeah. which is the term he uses. Um, so Daphne offers up a bet to the guy and says, hey, you know, if I can knock down five balls with one shot... Let's just call this all over here. Like, let's just move on, go on about our day. You don't kick the shit out of Niles and Frazier here. I'll try to get you your 200 bucks back, or at least give you the offer to win it back right. if you'll take this bet. Um, so, oh my gosh. I can't remember what happens after that. 
Exactly, but there's a lot of tension. I know the they go to like slow motion, and I can't remember what sequence everything happens with. But I, he ups it to six, six balls. balls. Right? He just he just pops another another ball down, just random. Well, looks random, and he's just like, "You do it now." Yeah, that's when I'm like, "Is she a trick shot artist?" Or yeah. like six balls at once just seems like luck more than anything. Oh like, yeah, or you'd have. Or it's like a seven ten split in bowling. Where Didn't you ever you practice those like trick shots when you were a kid? No, we used to watch them a bunch on ESPN. Yeah, but even best. those were like two or three balls. You remember, with the, like, remember the Black Widow? I mean, I do. Yeah, remember I couldn't. Her? Yeah, I just remember a woman like dressing in all black. I couldn't. She tell looked like Lucy she, Liu. Okay, I, that's what I was gonna say. I couldn't remember if she what she looked like yeah, though. She that's looked like right. Lucy Liu of pool. That guy CJ used to come in every now. And then. I forgot about CJ and his pool buddy. Love See, his ex-professional bowler, or sorry, uh, billiard player. player. I couldn't tell you what his last name was. CJ something, but he was a professional billiard player. Like, we'd see him on TV and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to look it up. I forgot about that. Yeah, professional billiard player. And he had, like, the Guy Fieri, like, blonde hair. Yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was living that life back then. <laughs> We played his bar one time randomly. Wow. Um, but so during the slow motion, lots of tension. The boys are seen hugging with excitement. Then terror as the final sixth ball slides just off the cue and uh, bangs into the wall there. So Daphne sinks five out of six and then tells everyone to just run for it. Yep. And that's pretty much what they do. They have to run out of the Topaz room. Episode over. So I don't even think they needed that extra part. They could have just left with Daphne doing something else on their own, but I guess they had to throw some crap in there. They but had to fill time. Yeah. yeah, like you mentioned, they don't ever tell you what Jimmy's conviction was for or anything like that, as I recall. I think and, it, was a, it was probably a grifter. He seems like a grifter. Yeah. Probably too, one too many grifts. I mean, clearly he was a pickpocket. We saw yeah. that with Frazier. So well, I mean, he was like a carnival style, style grifter guy. And then we head to the credits where Eddie's uh, just eating a trail of food over to a hiding Daphne who's trying to grab him and get him into that bathtub. That's how, that's, that is how I get my kids to take baths. Is it really? Yeah, you just, just put some animal crackers down and uh, go for it? Beef jerky. Oh, beef jerky. Yeah, just, just snips of beef jerky down and then my son, he'll follow him. And then we get him into the bathtub. Is all beef a cow? Yeah. Okay, just, just like all cows sure. are beef. Yeah. Thank you. Just yeah. making sure. All beef is a cow. All beef is a cow. What are they, except water buffalo? What do they call that? That's what I was going to say. I was like, what's buffalo? Is that just buffalo or it's not bison? Bison. I, I, I had okay. bison burger too. Not long bison ago. Bison burgers. Yeah. I had I bison like, burger when I was out there in Oklahoma. I like that. It was a nice trip. Um, I o- saw Oklahoma uh, bison burger. I was, I, so I started a fire, not like, you know, arson. Yeah. Wise, like in the yeah! fire pit, in the fire pit. I was very proud of myself because I did not have any accelerant. There was no fuel or anything. So I, it was leaves and, and small kindling. It was, you know, campfire style. And Got uh, it roaring. Natural methane. There was a stack of firewood and like random, you know, big sticks and stuff that you could use. And I overturned one of the boards that was there and there was a flat what do they call it broadhead copper uh broad copper head mm-hmm. yeah yeah hibernating uh-huh under one of those boards a copperhead snake mm-hmm. me being from you know the city right never have in my days in my thir- almost 38 days 38 years on this planet 38 39 i don't know how old i am uh have i, I come like 38 in and a half contact am i i'm about to be 39 
I think so. Jesus Christ. Uh, have I come in contact with a copperhead snake? Um, and I didn't know what kind of snake it was. I had to Google it, figure it out. I don't know what snakes are. That's why I avoid the wilderness altogether. Never even seen one. I mean, snake. I've seen like a tiny little snake and it freaked me the hell out. Like a garter snake. Yeah. <laughs> I want no part of that. I've seen snakes in like wildlife, uh, like sanctuary sure, areas. Sure. Like behind glass. Yeah. Or... I've seen some big old boys like that and yep. stuff. But no, in the wild, yeah. I try to avoid the wilderness because yeah. of my fear of anything. It scared me. Like I jumped back. But it was luckily it was, yeah. I'm pretty sure, hibernating because it did not move. And I flipped the log back on it. Did you kill it? No, no, no. I flipped the log back on it and uh -huh. just left it. Then I was like, I told everybody, I was like, there's a big snake over there. Dude, it's sleeping. Do not. <laughs> It's do not sleeping. go over there. Do not let the children go over near that. It will kill you. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it a copperhead bite is like that, like hardcore. It more so just like rots your arm a little. And, oh, oh. <laughs> perfect. It's not that bad. It's just a little arm rot. It's not, it's not going to like, it's not like, you know, going to kill you. Like if you got like a, you know. It's not going to kill you. What about those kids? Yeah, right. Like it was a yeah. little one too, because they get much bigger than that apparently. Oh, okay. But boy, howdy, did that did that make me feel like a woodsman? <laughs> a, a good old woodsman. <laughs> a woodsman. Eh? I started a fire. I found a snake. I, I had a like great it. time. All right, well, let's move on to our uh, sideshow. Sounds like you had a lot of outdoor adventures at Arbuckle and uh, Snake Turner Farm. And yeah, snake look farming. at that. It's great. Uh, so this week we're on the pilot episode of a show called The Critic, and this starred John Lovitz. It was on ABC originally. It went to Fox after ABC canned it. Uh, but this episode aired on ABC, and it's about Jay Sherman. He's a film critic who lives in New York. He hosts a film review show on some major network. I forget. It's like, you know, it's essentially like the Fox equivalent. Yeah. They wanted it to be like a Ted Turner type or something like that. So uh, in this episode, an attractive actress falls for Jay, and we're introduced to all his buddies, his boss, his friends, his, his son, son yeah. all that stuff. Uh, so we rarely get a TV review from a big uh, reviewer here, but since this show was about TV critics, uh, Siskel and Ebert reviewed this thing. So really, that's right. So let's take a listen. They were also in the show. They were. So let's take a listen here. Oh, great. They sat us in the critics section. Pelican wow. brief, more like turkey too long. Even Satan himself would love this angel hair pasta. It's a goodbye. And so goodbye from Mr. Good Guy, Gene Shalit. It didn't surprise me, a new primetime TV show about a movie critic, a natural subject, wouldn't you say, Raj? But what did surprise me, and I like the concept, it's all animated from the same production company that gave us The Simpsons. Unfortunately, it doesn't have as many memorable characters as that series. Just one self-loathing movie critic with a head bigger than mine and a body smaller than, well, he's losing weight, so we'll see. The critic is named Jay Sherman, voiced by John Lovitz, and the first episode was very funny with its movie parodies. Eat lead, rabbi. Sorry, that's not kosher. All right. If you are a real rabbi, circumcise this child. Ava <laughs> Nagila, baby. It also featured a starlet coming on to Jay before he reviews her new movie. Now, I must confess, I haven't seen your movie yet. Well, let's not talk about the movie. Let's talk about you. Ah, my favorite subject. Ah! Oh, 
But the second episode let me down. It didn't seem to be about the world of a movie critic, just a single dad and his geeky son. Uh, how do you like America? My grandfather says your country will one day choke on the vomit of your capitalist excess. The third week was somewhere in the middle as Jay tangles with his spaced-out, waspy, adoptive parents. Mother, you've been belittling me my whole life, and now I've got to say it. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! <laughs> you are a disgrace to this family. The jokes about Dad get a little tired. They do repeat the same one over and over. There are no other memorable characters in the show besides Jay. The station boss is an unfunny adult. Not as sharp as parody, I think, as it could be. Jay's kid is a twerp off the old block. If the critic is going to succeed, and I hope it does, it desperately needs to refocus itself on the movies and the way critics interact with them. Obviously, the show needs two things, a second critic and for Roger and me to write some of the scripts. We could save this show. And I, for one, would like to. Well, I'd be happy to give them some free advice, and yeah. one of them would be to build up some of the other characters, yeah. and especially, I think you're wrong, I think the station boss has a lot of potential. He's obviously kind of modeled on Ted Turner, uh -huh. and I think there are enormous possibilities there. I also there are feel, possibilities. Make him sharper. Make him smarter okay, like okay. Ted Turner. I also feel that the very best thing Kiss in the show so far has uh -huh. been the satires yes. of movies, and they yes. ought to have two or three of those in every show, Absolutely. current movies or kinds of movies. And also, yes. I'd like to see Jay Sherman watch television so that he can satirize and discuss uh, what's on television these days. In other words, focus this show on the media mm -hmm. and not turn it into another sitcom about a guy and his, his son Weird and his ex-wife and his yeah. girlfriends and so forth. They, they have to focus oh, yeah, that's on never the movies. Before. That's what the yeah. show should be about. And also... I think they ought to keep Jay Sherman as a smart critic. The, mm -hmm. if, they, if they make his criticisms smarter, mm -hmm. he can still have a bad self-image, but make mm -hmm. him a smart mm -hmm. guy because mm -hmm. then they'll, their targets will be you much know, sharper. I actually think that Jay Sherman is much smarter than I expected him to be before I saw the show. I, I think that he's, I want he to, is intended to be relatively intelligent. I want him to open up and really knock some pictures out. Oh, so Siskel hated this Just thing. Just tore it a new one. He was like, it's not enough about my life and yeah. how I live day to day. Yeah, and so we don't get a lot of these for, like, I believe this is the only TV series that they ever reviewed. And they clearly they watched the first three episodes yes. and they're like, okay, we'll do a review on your first three episodes. Great. Thanks a bunch. They obviously had high hopes that were completely dashed. Yeah, and then they were like, we'll write your episodes for you and improve it. <laughs> we'll show you how it's supposed to be. <laughs> Bunch of a-holes. I appreciate Roger getting in there, taking Man, his back. Man, he stuck his tongue right up Ted Turner's ass, dude. <sighs> Good lord. <laughs> Uh, so this episode, like they mentioned, is more about a starlet kind of coming on to Jay here on his show, uh, and then Jay's going to have to review her movie. Yep. Uh, so the episode opens. Jay's backstage. He says he's only 36. That, I know. That always makes me feel. I know. I'm like, good Lord. He looks terrible. He does look terrible. Uh, <laughs> so then they go through some film parodies. They do some stuff like Home Alone 5, where Kevin is 23 <laughs> yeah. years old. It was a good bit. Again, this is back in the 90s. Dude, this 94. show had such good legs. And I mean, yeah. to, compl to completely destroy what, what the professional reviewers were just saying, I think it was a winner. Yeah. And uh, it definitely felt more like a Fox show. It was You said it was on ABC. I did not realize that it started on abc yeah, doesn't, doesn't feel like an abc show yeah like a fox show they got 13 episodes guaranteed from abc and it was a james l brooks series yeah. too but with al Jean and mike reese from the simpsons okay. so when their original contract was up 
they talked about doing some kind of new show, and this was supposed to be live action at first. Oh, really? With yeah. John Lovitz? With John Lovitz, but then A League of Their Own hit, and John Lovitz was like, hey, I'm just doing other stuff right yeah. now. I'm going to be in other movies, and I think he you know, ended up starring in a couple movies like High School High and other <laughs> crap like that. So he was just, he's like, I can't do live action right now, especially not a series, because sure. that takes up a lot of time throughout the year. So... I can do voice stuff, and they're like, okay, we did not expect to be doing an animated show. We were, they're like, it's fine. We can do more movie parodies this way, so that's a cool way to approach it. Right. Um, but they did not want to copy their format at The Simpsons. They were like, hey, let's try to make it a more intelligent dude who is relatively successful Versus a complete dunce who is a loser. Low-level low employee in it, Sector 7G. Uh, right. And more <laughs> rooted in real life. Like, it was supposed to be a live-action show more than it was supposed to be an animated show. So I think the the movie parodies got to be more zany yeah. and wild, like a Family Guy episode or something like that before those came around. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, John Lovitz was supposed to be like the dude they wrote it for Lovitz. Huh. Um, but they got canceled off ABC after 13 episodes. They took it over to Fox and they got one more season after that. Right. Okay. Uh, so we get to meet his makeup lady, Doris played by a woman named Doris. She's no longer with us. As you can imagine, most of the cast is no longer with us. Well, um, Nancy Cartwright is still with us. She's still with us. Yeah. And, Some, uh, what was her name christine something who does like a lot of the voices on rugrats she was jay's son i believe she's also passed unfortunately what no i don't think so i think i saw her on tiktok like last week i uh look it up for me real quick i believe she's one of the people who uh, tragically passed a little bit young christine cavanaugh or whatever Yeah, yeah, christine cavanaugh i don't know that she's still around if I'm incorrect, please uh, correct me here from the... Uh, Why are we always talking about people that died? That's more fun. Uh, so Jay's boss comes in and lets Jay know that he watched the show and he needs to be nicer about his reviews and less critical. Oh, wow. <laughs> she, yeah, I definitely didn't see her on TikTok because she died in 2014. <laughs> that's what I was like. I believe she's been dead for a little while. When I was doing a slight bit of research on this, they were like, we've tried to reboot it. And even James L. Brooks was like, it would just be too tough to cast. Because, like, Lovitz wants to do it. Right. But a lot of the core characters just aren't there anymore. So you could do it in, like, an internet age. That's what they said. He would probably be a podcaster doing, like, dumb movie reviews and stuff like that. And having to deal with just doing it on his own. He would be less successful he would probably be doing it out of his garage or sure it wouldn't have a show like yeah. or a well, youtube these, show or some shit exactly these shows don't exist on network television they're not going to put a movie review show like this no. no way it'll be hollywood reporting like a tmz show but not a dedicated 30 minute siskel and ebert major show that's sure. going to go nationwide they don't even do that anymore no uh so um <laughs> It is, uh, yeah, he tells him be less critical. And he's like, all right, well, my job's uh, to be a critic. Uh, but then, yes, Valerie enters. That's one of the women he's interviewing on this week's show, or I believe so. Uh, and she asks him out on a date. And she's 
coming on to him for seemingly no reason. Jay is not that attractive based on his character design. So <laughs> why this young, attractive woman is coming on to Jay must be purely intellect and personality is what we must interpret here. She even says that she just did something where she played a character that falls in love with short, bald men and then kills them. <laughs> okay, that's right. There is some gag about that. Good call. Uh, so then they go to a restaurant. They, that's kind of what a little bit of the clip you heard earlier was, where they're seated in the critic section. Yeah. So that's a funny little gag, like, oh, okay, put all the people who are just here to judge this restaurant yeah. over here, like there's a smoking <laughs> section. Um, I forgot about that one guy. Uh, the maitre d' guy? No, the, the, the restaurant reviewer guy. What was his name? Gene Shallot. Gene Shallot. Yeah. I totally forgot about Gene, old Gene Shallot. That's why I like watching these things. You're like, oh, yeah, look at these rando dudes. He was on, he did a lot of stints on like movies and stuff, mm -hmm. just playing himself. Yeah. They're just, they were characters that mm -hmm. got themselves on TV. That guy was a character. He yeah. was, he was like, you know, he was like, what's that? Uh, Oh, fuck it. I can't remember the guy's name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the maitre d' at the restaurant freaks out when Conan enters. Yeah. So the, I is, love the animation of Conan. Yeah, too. exactly. We get a animated Conan back in 94 here. Um, Jade tries to have dinner, but he's kind of just ogling his date, Valerie, instead. Mm -hmm. uh, they quickly go back to Jay's place. And again, this woman is all about Jay Sherman. Doesn't seem like he was great conversation. Doesn't seem like he looks great. Um, so I'm like, all right, the date did not go particularly well. He, I guess, is smart and is on TV. That must be the reason this woman is into him. And that's pretty much all I can interpret here. <laughs> so uh, they hook up. They wake up in bed. Yep. We cut to the next morning. Check out a little sugar. Yeah. You're like, okay, I guess Valerie was just super into this dude. <laughs> then we walk out and realize, or Jay realizes that his son was at his apartment all night um then it goes into some so we did we like barely meet his son right here marty but marty is a big character throughout the series right. um so he's divorced jay and so he's got a son so it's very similar to fraser here yeah. you know except they don't live across the country so marty's hanging out but jay's like oh don't pay any attention to this then they go to like a weird montage. It's weird where you see Jay and Valerie kissing in front of Trump Tower. <laughs> it's like, God, the 90s were weird. Yeah, the 90s were weird. Then uh, Jay heads back to the same restaurant he was at last night with Valerie and meets with his actor buddy, this guy named Jeremy Hawk. Um, <laughs> that so, scene was funny. <laughs> break it down. Well, remind me what all he, happened. He's this it's one. like a really good looking, uh, you know, actor, big a celebrity actor that that. Australian dude that Jay's worried is once Valerie sees him that it's gonna it's gonna right, be over right, right. and she's gonna go for this guy. There you go. And Valerie comes up and she has you know feigns no interest in this guy at all. <laughs> <laughs> Jay says that line: "Take your genitalia back to Australia." <laughs> There you go. Take your genitalia back to Australia. Yeah, I remember very few of the specifics of this particular scene. That one was good, though. Yeah, I did uh, Did write down that somebody approached Jay to rub the hump on his back for good luck. <laughs> yeah. I was like, all right, that's a ridiculous gag. They just uh, make, yeah, they make him out to be like a troll almost. <laughs> just a And so one night of hooking up. And Jay tells Jeremy that he's going to propose to Valerie. No wasting no time. Like, dude, you've been divorced. Like, he's maybe no time. he's trying to lock it down. 
this must be the hottest woman that's ever given him anything. Oh, 100%. Good 100%. God, Jay. Yeah, they compare her to Sharon Stone yeah. is what the like archetype or the character type for this. Yeah, they even do a call to that movie, to that part yeah. where she shows Newman her vagina, Jay. No, good mm-hmm. Lord. Yeah. This is a family show. <laughs> that's why Santa Claus is mentioned so many times today. <laughs> um, so then we get to Jay's parents' house. We get to meet his parents who are also a big part of the show. And in doing some research here, I did find that the the way they got these character designs was another tie into Frasier. One of the writers went to Harvard and one of the producers, I believe it was James L. Brooks or somebody was like, hey, just bring your old Harvard yearbooks. We'll find some waspy ass parents in there because <laughs> they wanted it to be like Jay was adopted. Right. So Jay by was, a really rich family, by really rich or sorry, really rich non-Jewish parents. Yeah. And Jay is supposed to be clearly Jewish. Yeah. Well, they are not. They're white Gentiles. Yes. And just as rich as you could be. So they grabbed like two like elder people that were featured in the yearbook that year. So they weren't students. They were like teachers or professors. Exactly. Or, yeah, like, administration or exactly. Like house masters or something is what they called them. Where I was like, I don't know what that term means at Harvard, but I think it was people who like oversaw dormitories. For, yeah, exactly. Like dormitory houses or something. Uh, I don't know the house structure at Harvard. I, I don't know. I have no idea, but that's what they were called, apparently. So Interesting. Like, Sounds like some from Harry Potter. Okay. I don't know anything about wizard people. <laughs> uh, so the old man's super extensive, or sorry, super eccentric. So they just tell people that he had a stroke previously. <laughs> and uh, yeah, one good line I like from him is that the pea is neither a pea nor a nut. And then quick after that he's like oh wait a minute it is a nut it is a nut <laughs> or sorry the peanut is neither a pea or a nut <laughs> that's right it's also <laughs> dumb um another great line that i love is the if i've said it once i've said it a thousand times who are you people <laughs> <laughs> that's like a great conan line or kevin nealon line yeah. or something where just, all right just, i'm gonna set it up as the most basic stuff or I, i've known you for years i've said it a million times to you wait who are you again <laughs> just, I, i'm a big big fan of that stupid uh so then we go to jay and his son hanging out he takes him to the arcade the ice cream parlor uh, tries to give his kid advice about women terrible idea um, yeah mainly tells him that he should lie to get women i forget exactly how it breaks down but he's like just hide everything from him i'm pretty sure <laughs> like all right whatever um and then we get jay watching the michael jackson news network I that was weird yeah i'm like everything about some of the 90s references you're like uh this seems out of place nowadays but i think it was a ribbit because it said with offices in london new york and disney world okay creepy mm-hmm. um valerie shows up and they do a beauty and the beast parody yeah. to beauty and king dork it was great <laughs> and the toilet's singing and the vacuum okay. cleaner's singing. That's right. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> so dumb, but it's so funny. I that's why I said I've got to revisit. I'm probably gonna like start watching the rest of this. This one's a good one. It's really good. Yeah, it's a very and ele- elevated show. Now being an adult, I'll understand it. Like I'm sh- I right. watched episodes off and on when I was a kid, but I never really got it. I just watched it because it was a cartoon. Right. Same. I watched it when I was a kid. Then I think revisited when I was like 18, but still did not get yeah. a ton of the 
more adult references or even film parodies to stuff I hadn't seen. Sure. So sure. <laughs> it, it would be a lot of fun to revisit this one in full. <laughs> um, Valerie goes to bed and then Jay finds out he has to review his movie for her show or for his show. Mm-mm. That's going to be tough. Mm. So he knows, uh-oh, I'm basically, which at that point I'd be like, well, this is why she's been hooking up like, with me. Oh, now it makes sense. Yeah, now it makes sense. She's trying to butter me up, so I'll give her a good review a good and review. jumpstart her career. Yeah, you're like, okay, Jay, you've been used here. I love how he's like, please let her be good. Maybe yeah, she'll no. be good. No, she will not be good. <laughs> um, so... He leaves her a note saying he has to go review her movie on the show. And it's this very emotional moment. So then we get to see Jay on his show. I think his show is called Coming Attractions. Yes. And his main catchphrase is, it stinks. But, it stinks. But I don't. I didn't see that one in this episode. Did they say it stinks yet? He said it stinks, yes. Okay. At some point. I don't know what it was in reference to. I don't know if it was for the movie. but uh, And we also we did skip over the part where he pretended to be sick so he didn't have to review her movie oh, first. Okay. Yeah, give me that part. He pretends to be sick, and he does a good gag where, and it's like straight Lovitz humor. I love John Lovitz, and mm-hmm. it's straight straight Lovitz humor where he like tries to cough, and he's like, "Aham!" <laughs> he does like a, I do love like a, a Jewish cough. cough. Aham! <laughs> it's so good. It made me laugh really hard. Lovitz had a good <laughs> a good run in the '90s for sure. Like obviously, it was great in the '80s on SNL, but yeah, the League of Their Own role was mm-hmm. very very good for him. His role in Big, we always talk about that yeah, one. We, I hilarious. like that one a bunch. So <laughs> he is a great side character. This is one of the first, you know, I think like leading shows right. he probably had. Where he's um, the main guy. Yeah. So he's ma- not a main. He's a side. You're right. He is. He's, he's a supporting. He's actor. a good side player for sure. Uh, so Jay goes to a show. He has to give Valerie a negative review and she's at home watching. I can't remember if she tears up or if we just see her no, I think leave. She's just mad. Yeah. Okay. Because her plan didn't work. Yeah, pretty he much. He tried to be so gentle with it. He was like, maybe she'll be good. One day, she just in this right. one was not particularly good. Uh, right. <laughs> she was awful. They showed a clip of it, and she was very, like, robotic. Yes. They, I am going to kill you now. Like, <laughs> it's bad. Which would lead you to believe, what did she do to get that role? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, if she's willing to date and, and bingo. have relations with Jay freaking Sherman, then. Yeah. Was there a deeper, like, Weinstein reference Ooh. here where, like, hey, a woman that's this attractive and this bad at acting had to have done She something. got this role the same way she's trying to get this review here, yep. Jay. Yep. So that is kind of what jumped out where I was like, oh, she's a super bad actress who's just hot. So. Maybe it was on her own merit of hotness. Maybe. And maybe the movie was just bad and didn't help her at all. Like, they just picked bad cuts and bad takes of her work. But I don't know. Mm. So then Jay goes home. Valerie breaks up with him. (laughs) Of course. Slaps him like six times. As would be expected. Uh, So then Jay says he wants to go uh, see a bad movie. And I think it has Stallone as a concert pianist. Yeah, was I'd run joke? to see that movie, too, because they were like, let's go. And they <laughs> <Yeah. ran. laughs> it does sound great. Um, and I'm pretty sure that's the end of it there. That's right. They run out. And is there any bumper after the end of that? I can't remember. No, it just it, it plays the great theme song of that show, by the way. I love that theme song. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Such a great uh composition honestly for for a theme that is a good composition for a theme 
Well, this has been another delightful episode of Sideshow Frasier. If you've enjoyed it, good for you for making it through this <laughs> yeah, Good for you for lasting this long. Yeah, the we're... one person who is dedicated to listening to this. <laughs> We've got millions of streams. <laughs> yeah. Millions, yeah, baby. Sure. Millions, my uh, man. Uh-huh. Um, so... If you want to find this Santa Claus shirt, maybe we'll post it to our uh, social media outlets. You can find us at Sideshow Frasier on Instagram, Twitter, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Listen wherever you want. And if you're listening on like Spotify or Apple, leave one of those five-star reviews or one-star review. Yeah. If you made it through this and you hated it, please leave us one star. Give us a one-star review. I appreciate the honest feedback. We're trying to go the other way with the algorithm. That's exactly right. Uh, Next week, we'll have episode 16. I don't know what the title of it is because I didn't look, and I don't know what our sideshow yet is either. Man. Stay tuned. I hope you're enticed. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) 